We also, as the chairman mentioned, will be producing vaccine at risk, which means we'll be investigating considerable resources in developing doses even before we know any given candidate or candidates work. I must warn that there's also the possibility of negative consequences where certain vaccines can actually enhance the negative effect of the infection. The big unknown is efficacy. Will it be present or absence and how durable will it be? This would not be the first time if it happened that a vaccine that looked good in initial safety actually made people worse. There was the history of the respiratory syncytial virus vaccine in children, which paradoxically made the children worse. One of the HIV vaccines that we tested several years ago actually made individuals more likely to get infected. The issue of safety, something that I wanna make sure the American public understand. It's not only safety when you inject somebody and they get maybe an idiosyncratic reaction, they get a little allergic reaction, they get pain. There's safety associated. Does the vaccine make you worse? And there are diseases in which you vaccinate someone, they get infected with what you're trying to protect them with, and you actually enhance the infection. You can get a good feel for that in animal models. So that's gonna be interspersed at the same time that we're testing, we're gonna try and make sure we don't have enhancement. It's the worst possible thing you could do is vaccinate somebody to prevent infection and actually make them worse. Not only are you looking to see if it works, but you're constantly keeping your eye on safety to make sure that a vaccine actually doesn't enhance disease and make people work. Because one of the things that we're not hearing a lot about is the unique potential safety problem of coronavirus vaccines. What happens with certain types of respiratory virus vaccines, you get immunized, and then when you get actually exposed to the virus, you get this kind of paradoxical immune enhancement phenomenon. And, what ha and, and we, we don't entirely understand the basis of it, but we recognize that it's a real problem for certain respiratory virus vaccines. When we started developing uh, coronavirus vaccines in our colleagues, we noticed in laboratory animals that they started to show some of the same immune pathology that resembled what had happened 50 years earlier. So, so we said, oh my God, this is gonna be problematic. And there are some special safety concerns that really have to be watched for, including enhancement of the respiratory disease under this kind of immunologic pressure. So I think while we are fully prepared to move as quickly as we can through the things we can do in parallel and gearing up for manufacturing now at risk, uh, we do not expect to be able to accelerate the safety assessment. And in fact, we're quite relieved that the FDA insisted upon applying the same high standards of safety and efficacy, even under these emergency conditions. The uh, ability of individuals who are infected through breakthrough infections, namely vaccinated people who ultimately get infected, that they are generally without symptoms or minimally symptomatic. However, it is clear that they are capable of transmitting the infection to uninfected individuals. And the data that they reported indicates that if you look at the level of virus in the nasopharynx of a person who's vaccinated and has a breakthrough infection and compare that to the level of virus in the nasopharynx of an un, 
vaccinated person who's infected, they're essentially equivalent, which would go along and underscore the fact that vaccinated people who do have a breakthrough infection are clearly capable of transmitting the infection to an uninfected person. What you heard Fauci say is the nasal titers are the same in vaccine recipients and unvaccinated. That's a uh, that's selective disclosure, apparently. Uh, nasal titers are a very poor indicator uh, as opposed to blood-based titers of infectious virus. What NBC News dropped yesterday was the statement uh, sourced from an unnamed government official that the titers in the vaccinated are actually higher than in the unvaccinated. What does this mean? And why, why do you suddenly see this kind of frantic scramble? This is precisely what one would see if antibody-dependent enhancement were, was happening. What is antibody-dependent enhancement? Briefly, it's that the vaccine causes uh, the virus to become more infectious than would happen in the absence of vaccination, would cause the virus to replicate at higher levels than in the absence of infection. This is, this is the vaccinologist's worst nightmare. Uh, it happened with the respiratory syncytial virus and in the 60s and caused more child deaths in vaccine recipients than unvaccinated. It happened with Dengvaxia, the dengue vaccine. And it's happened with virtually every other coronavirus vaccine development program, certainly in humans, uh, known in history. And it's what the vaccinologists like myself have been warning about since the outset is the risk of antibody dependent enhancement. And I, I don't mean to sound alarmist, but what that seems to be rolling out is the worst case scenario where the vaccine in the waning phase is causing virus to replicate more efficiently than it would otherwise, which is what is we call antibody dependent enhancement. That's what the word is. And people have been warning about this uh, since the outset of, of this rushed vaccine campaign. But if, if it's easy enough to get titers in patients that have been vaccinated versus those that have not been vaccinated that are infected with uh, SARS-CoV-2, in this case, Delta variant. And if those data verify that the titers are higher in the blood with those that have been vaccinated compared to those that have not been vaccinated, that would be the smoking gun to demonstrate antibody-dependent enhancement of virus replication and that would typically correlate with disease. So, so that's where we're at is these preliminary signals being disclosed by unnamed government officials suggest that we're there in the worst case scenario that the vaccine community has been warning about since the beginning of the outbreak because it's been the history of all other coronavirus vaccine development programs in humans and in most of the animals. So I don't know what else to say. This, 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 uh, it, you know, this is another one of those. It looks like a duck. It walks like a duck. It quacks like a duck. It's probably a duck, but we got to prove it.